It's time for the Little Agency That Roars podcast, a podcast that connects you with talented and brilliant people. And that's all of us. We are available wherever you stream your podcast, so go ahead and find us and subscribe. I'm your host, Michael Fasoni, and let's get started. Okay. Okay, well, I'm sitting here with Sean Mullane, co-owner of Exposure Model and Talent. Sean, how are you? I'm doing okay. Awesome. Thank you for coming here today. Well, I'm glad the snow didn't keep us from doing this this time. Me too. <laughs> there is no snow, though, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone um, who isn't familiar with your company who you are and what you do? Well, Exposure Model and Talent is a talent agency here in Kansas City. Uh, we've been... Um, We've been open, I, you know, I should know how many years, but I'll say it's, I know it's over, we're pretty close to 30 years that we've been, we've been booking talent in Kansas City. So we book actors and models for broadcast, print, um, a few, few films when they come to town or, you know, mostly commercials and podcasts podcasts and <laughs> actually we don't book for podcasts but fake podcasts and you know that they make into commercials um and uh we are just an agency we don't have a school attached to us or anything like that we just book talent that's what we do we have been doing it a long time is it fair to say that you're one of the largest uh, agencies in the city let alone maybe the midwest yeah definitely definitely we are we are a good sized agency not so big that we can't keep up with the people we represent, but big enough to fill the needs of what the clients need. You know, they need, you know, an ethnic mix or they need, you know, three voices instead of just one or, you know, so we, we certainly have the, a good amount of talent to fill those needs. And we're going to talk about that diversity too, but would you say you're the largest in the uh, four state area? Two states. We're one of the largest, yeah. Okay. One of the largest. I wouldn't say we are the largest, but we're definitely one of the largest. Okay. So. Um, you and I are a little bit different. You and I have history. Mm-hmm. Can and we usually don't get historical and biographical here. Do you mind if we go there? No. Mm-mm. Can you explain kind of? Uh, do you want to explain our relationship? How we met? Well, when I met you. I worked for your father, and you were—I don't know what, maybe seven, seven eight years eight, old, maybe, yeah. seven or eight years old. So that's, yeah. So when we met, it was definitely a different dynamic. <laughs> it was, and I, I remember that I had a better understanding of—I feel like I had a better understanding of the model and talent industry than I did of advertising, simply because I was more involved. Mm-hmm you know, in, in, in that side of things yeah. than I was in advertising. Um, re- refresh my memory, the exodus out of advertising or Fasoni, or was it Fasoni and Garrett? Or was it, it was Fasoni Fis- Garrett then. When yeah. you were there. Yeah, okay, was it wasn't Fasoni Garrett Bain. No, just Fasoni okay. Garrett. Fasoni Garrett, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, ex- refresh my memory. Well, you know, I was the receptionist, and I had been right. since that was the job I came in and the one I was still doing. And 
you know, I loved working here, but so did everybody else, and nobody left, so there was no place for me to move to. There wasn't any job for me to move into, so I finally, you know, thought, well, I should, you know, start looking for something else, even though, like I said, I loved working here, and I have told people many, many times that I probably learned more from your father while I was here than I did in my four years at college, but... Um, so I actually literally answered an ad in the newspaper for a talent agency then called Talent um, Talent Plus. That was Talent Plus then. Um, and they were looking for somebody to be an agent, and I went and I interviewed, and I got the job. <laughs> so that's, you know, not, not very exciting, but that's how I, I wound up leaving Fasoni Garrett and go, getting into the talent agency business. So. And then... You left Talent Plus. Yes. And then you bought MTC? No, I, d I left Talent Plus and went to work at MTC. You went to work at MTC when they were still in Westport. When they were, yeah. When, and, well, they were above Love Records. Over right, on, right. Over on Broadway. And then when I left MTC was when I went into exposure and went into business with my business partner, Jennifer Mangan. MTC became Exposure, correct? No, no, no. Oh, I just, it did not? No, no, I just left MTC and went, and like I said, Jennifer Mangan and I, actually Jennifer had already started Exposure, and then I joined her, and we became business partners. What became of MTC, Model Talent Charm, is that's what it stood yeah, for, that's correct? that's what it stood for, yeah. Um, to the best of my knowledge, it, 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 it went out of business about six months after I left, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. Who started MTC? Didn't it was Connie Vitale. That's what I thought. My yeah. father didn't my father yeah. sell that mm -hmm. to Connie? I don't know if he I know they were good friends, but I don't know that I okay. think she, I think she just started it on her own. And how did you meet Jennifer? Just through the business. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Her husband was in the production side of things and so, you know, that we just met through the business, yeah. I can remember going down when you guys were in Westport, uh, yes, above Love Records or whatever it was <laughs> at the time, and, um, and doing filing for you, uh, I think when I was 15 or 16, just to keep <laughs> myself busy. Uh, and of course, yeah. I was doing talent work, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. From a very young age. Yeah. Very, very I young I remember age. you were very interested in doing that, and so we signed you up and got you a headshot, and, <laughs> all of it. and then hedge file things, too, apparently. <laughs> Larry Levinson did my headshots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who is still doing, doing headshots. That is amazing. He still does a darn fine headshot, too. He does. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. I still refer people to him. Mm -hmm. I need to have him on here. Oh, he'd be a great one. Um, how big is your roster? What do you call it? I, I said roster. What would you call it? That's a, that's, a, that's a good enough thing to call it. You know, people ask me that, and I... I don't know. I have a definite number. I, I'd say probably five hundred to six hundred and fifty. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> but again, you know, we represent from you know four years old to seventy-five years old. So you know, there's a lot of you know, a lot of people in between. So, do you have to keep that to a certain amount? No. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. So it fluctuates. You know, we we just recently had a. a several people decide they wanted to move to LA, you know, so, gotcha. uh, you know, and you then, but they, yeah. And then, but then, you know, new people will come in and, you know, so, you know, it fluctuates, but you know, like I said, the, the thing is, is that 
you know, we don't want to be huge, but we need to be big enough to fit, fill that, you know, need of the client needing, you know, I need 10 people and I need, you know, an ethnic mix and I need an age mix and I need a, you know, and, and we have to have enough people to fill all of that. So let's stay there because that's one of the questions I wanted to discuss. How difficult is it to cast to keep that type of diversity constant? Because it's, like you said, your clients need yeah. African-American, short, bald, this, that, gray hair, young. Yeah, and, and it is it is difficult. It, you know, it really is that, you know, when we get the call that, you know, okay, we want to cast this, but we only want to see Hispanic or African-American. Well, that narrows down the number of people we can have, uh, you know, audition for it or submit for it or, you know, whatever. But it's it's also a good thing you know it's a good thing that that that's out there and mm-hmm. you know we even get calls you know occasionally they want you know uh, same-sex couples or mm-hmm. you know mixed couples or you know that kind of thing which definitely feels good that you know those doors are opening so mm-hmm. I would imagine that would be one of the tougher parts you know being diverse for, so that your clients can because there are a lot more options um, there may be fewer tactile in person, you know, brick and mortar options, kind of like you have. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of options online now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not saying they're as good, but you know, obviously our attention's been fragmented a little bit. Um, so you probably have a constant influx of inquiries to you, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So it's. Oops. So it's probably not hard finding the talent, just more so just weeding them out. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, it, it's a it's a process of, you know, people submit their materials and then we have to meet with them and talk with them about, you know, what their availability is like and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, we may get some great, you know, guy and has a great resume, but he has a nine to five job and can only work on the weekends. Well, that's not going to, that's, you know, mm-hmm. we don't book very much stuff on the weekends. So, you know, that, so, you know, we kind of have to figure out, you know, who's going to be a good fit and, you know, who, who we think is going to work. So, but again, it takes all kinds of people. So, you know, sometimes you get the, we want the good looking guy. And sometimes you get, we want the character guy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have, you know, we don't necessarily look at it that way as much as just, you know, are they a good talent? Are they good, you know, flexible and, you know, everybody once in a while can't do something, but, you know, but good flexibility, good availability is a, you know, big thing. And, um, so, you know, we look at lots of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would say in terms of that flexibility, being on the client side, you know, using you, working with you for over over 20 years, you're able to pivot so quickly. You know, because in our industry, in advertising, often we need things fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and not even the end result. <laughs> you know, we need all of the, the preliminary stuff before we can even make that fast decision. And we need that from you. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to you and your team. Because oh, you guys, you know, whether it's delivering, you know, uh, spec reads the same day. Or I remember once, um, I forgot what the audition was for, but uh, you had one of your... Uh, gentleman sent in an audition i think he had like his lunch break and his guitar was in his car and he did his audition right there in his car <laughs> over his lunch break because that's when he could do, could do it. it yeah you know and that speaks to that industry and that type of person 
who's who's being represented right. by exposure, they have gone and are ready. It's gone for hire. Um, you know, that's probably maybe a bad way to say <laughs> it, but that's how it came out. No, but that they do, that's exactly it. You know, we get stuff. You know, sometimes we have a week to put an audition together. Sometimes we have two days. So, you know, being able to, to you know, get that... Um, get that done, get it taken, you know, I had one last week. Um, I, can't, I probably shouldn't say who it was for, but I'll just say it was a retail place. And one guy went actually to the parking lot of that place and shot his audition. I'm like, now that guy wants that <laughs> job. <laughs> and when you watch those auditions on our end, that guy gets moved to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Good or bad. You know, whether the, whether the audition is good or bad, because if your heart's there, exactly, well, you can usually exactly. coach the rest out of a person. Can I quote you on that? Since <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you can. <laughs> tell tell our talent that. <laughs> absolutely, you can. Um, I would. I'd love to do uh, not lunch and learns, but whatever they're called. Oh know. yeah, um, yeah. I used to do those with Hoffman. Uh huh. Um, from time to time, but uh, so I want to go back to the headshot part because I've encountered talent recently where. Their headshots aren't doing them justice. Mm-hmm. How do you stay in front of 500 people to let them know? It's, it's very, very difficult. It really is. You know, we, we go, you know, say we're doing a casting for something and you start going through the, you know, who you'd like to submit for it. And it's like, oh, boy, that, I'd love to submit Bob, but that headshot's five years old. He doesn't even look like that anymore. So then, but the, the other side of that that I think is part of why people aren't as good about keeping up with their headshots is that, you know, now, you know, I can call Bob and say, send me a selfie and I can send that on. And now we know exactly what he looks like today. Whereas when I started in this business, that's not how you could do things. So, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's all, that has been something, you know, um, well, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but, you know, something we've been fighting, you know, always. You know, you need a more current headshot. You need a more current headshot. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any more advice on that? Well, like I said, you know, the, the, the important thing is that if I send the headshot to somebody and they book you, they expect you to look like that when you show up. So, you you know, making sure your headshot is current and looks like you is, you know, is very important. Now, or on the other hand, you know, if, you know, okay, I, I, here's my headshot and I went and I, you know, cut my hair in a mohawk last week, let me know that and send me a picture. Don't have me send the headshot that doesn't look like you. So, which again, you know, is something you can do now. Um, whereas, you know, back in the olden days, you know, I pulled headshots and sent them to a client and that mm-hmm. was the end of it. So. Yeah. You had to have 500 yeah. copies on hand if you mm-hmm. were an actor yeah. or actress, yeah. that way you could send them out. Yep. Um, what's the most difficult part of a booking that most people don't know about, you know, including people in, in the industry like myself or. Well, I'd say for me, one of the most difficult parts is the, you know, sorry you didn't get the job. You know, personally, that's that's a hard part, you know, especially, okay. you know, when, okay, we've narrowed it down to these two people and you let them know and eventually you have to tell the one person they didn't get it. That's that's hard. But if you just mean, you know, in the process of it, um, sometimes it's just 
getting getting the information. You know, we we do bookings, and you know, we okay, we have you know three people booked on Friday, and it's six o'clock on Thursday before we even know their call time and their location. I understand from the other side of things, they're getting it done as fast as they can. But, you know, when you have your talent or calling you up and do we know anything yet? Where am I supposed to be? <laughs> so, um, I apologize. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, everybody does it. Everybody does it. So, um, and, it, it, and most of the talent who've been doing this long enough understand that, you know, okay, I'm booked on Friday. I'm not going to know till Thursday and not going to know anything till Thursday, but still, you know, it's, that's the, probably the hardest part. So. Can you make a living in Kansas City as an actor and model? You can. A voiceover artist? You can. I know a lot of on-camera actors make a living doing both, you know, the, the broadcast my side of things and doing theater. Okay. Do, doing both things. Um, and there are some who just make a living doing voiceover, especially now that, you know, you can, you don't even have to go into a studio. You know, people have right. their home studios. They can record, you know for anybody anywhere. And, and so, you know, I'm sure there's, I know there's lots of, you know, voiceover people who do and, and there's, you know, there's actors here. I've always said, you know, one of the reasons I think we have such good and good acting base here in Kansas city is because there is a good theater community here. And because the, you know, okay, you know, Joe, the actor can work in theater and work with me and earn a living he stays here. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a good circle that, you know, one helps the other. So mm -hmm. I want to take a bit of a turn. Okay. Um, and you can tell me you want to avoid this topic by all means, but I wanted to t bring up, uh, you know, Tom Hanks coming out and saying he would never remake Philadelphia because he's not a gay man. Robert Downey Jr., uh, role being cut or whatever scene or movie being cut because he was going to play Hispanic and he's not Hispanic. Do you agree with this? I Well, I, I have always agreed that, you know, it's the talent's choice what they do or don't want to do. Um, you know, we run into that with political ads. You know, I'll get a call and they want, you know, somebody to do an ad for you know, this guy running for governor. And he said, no, no, thank you. I'm not supporting that guy running for governor. So, you know, and, and I respect that, you know, that's their decision. And, and occasionally we get some things that are, you know, kind of, you know, or maybe it's a film that's a little on the shade, you know, the storyline's a little shady and maybe some of them want their kids in there, you know? So I always respect what, the, you know, it's, it's, you know, always their decision if they want to do the job or not. It doesn't feel like it's their decision. It feels like it's a statement they have to make to be public-facing and be accepted, almost. Well, maybe with Tom Hanks, but, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't represent Tom Hanks, so... Right. And that's fair. Yeah. And you're doing a good job of answering the question. <laughs> well, thanks. But, um, you know, I just... I feel that film, theater, uh, is an art. And I think that when you start to edit that art, then it doesn't become art anymore. And we've had this discussion with other people, and I've understand the viewpoints, but, you know, to me, art is show me love without writing L-O-V-E. Mm -hmm. Tell me you're sad without standing up and saying I'm sad. You know, so it's really having to 
be artful with whatever the medium is, photography, video, voice. Um, so it's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see an actor say that they won't act. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, as far as taking on a role, you know, they, they, I understand what you're saying. I'm, they're an actor. You know, if I say, you know, be a drunk guy on the corner, you could be a drunk right. guy on the corner. And most actors do that, you know, can do, you know, can handle things that way. But again, I think it's just when it's a matter of something that, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the actor's dad was a drunk on the corner and he doesn't want to play that role. So yeah, then again, I respect that. So, but it doesn't mean that the next guy won't do it. <laughs> so I just wish that whether it's being the drunk on the corner or the gay man or the Hispanic or the African-American, it can be seen as acting, mm-hmm. not as a political or cultural statement, because um, I think it's art. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for letting me go there. <laughs> I can tell you don't want to sit there for too long, and we won't. Um, so modeling versus acting within your agency, within exposure. What's kind of your breakdown? Well, you know, when I first started in this business, there was a lot more print work than there is now. Um, You know, the Jones store shot, you know, ads weekly for the newspaper. And, you know, there there was just a lot more print work than there is now. Um, The print work in Kansas City has also always been and still is more commercial print than, than fashion print. You know, it's not, you know, we're not booking people for Vogue magazine, you know, we're booking people for Price Chopper, (laughs) you know, shopping in the grocery store. So um, it's always been more of a commercial print, not to say that they don't want a very pretty person shopping at the Price Chopper, but it's not fashion photography as much as it is, you know, slice of life kind of photography. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but there, like I said, there isn't as much print as there you know, was when I first started in this business. And then, of course, you know, actors are actors. You know, they, they're going to play a part. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's the... Although, again, sometimes, you know, they want, even in the commercial, they want the good-looking lady in the grocery store th- that hopefully can also act as opposed to they're just going to book an actor. So Well, in a city like Kansas City, if you, the more you can do, the better. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was always definitely. taught as a child. Yes, definitely. You know, as a child yeah. actor... You know, Michael, do voices, do, uh, do you know, do theater, do yeah. commercial, mm-hmm. do short format. Definitely. You know, I did a short format, I'll never forget it, Gertie, uh, uh, for Gertie Max, the systemizer, <laughs> at Metro Productions. It was amazing because oh. they had craft services. I got, you know, it was a two-week gig. I got time off of school. Anyway, um, I'm getting sidetracked, but I forgot what I was talking about. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But uh, I, I do want to talk about the difference it makes in a good actor, especially a good voiceover. Because on the agency side, we can order voices all day long online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but too many times... I've walked into the studio with a script that I knew was good and one of your talents made it amazing. And there's no substitute for that. There's no substitute for talent. Yeah. 
Um, and, and it's more than that. Because talents, you know, as Rodney Mullen says, talents around. It's easy to find. But when you combine that, you know, with this intangible will, mm-hmm. well, and I don't want to say anyone by name, but, you know, you have some real stars mm-hmm. yeah. out there. And I have my go-tos, and mm-hmm. they know who they are. Yeah. Um, and I think they're amazing. They're amazing humans, seemingly. Um, but what they do for the art mm-hmm. and what they do for the industry is amazing. Um, you know, I'll never forget doing a Plaza Holiday lighting spot. And this was way over 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And the, it was, a, I think it was like a 15 second. It was a nothing, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a quickie. But we had, we had budget. We hired talent, Sarah Crawford. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think there was a line in there, I'm vague on it, but it was something like 150,000 sparkling lights, you know, just talking about the plasma lighting ceremony. And the way she read it, the way she lit up the entire booth and the edit suite, it turned it from a 15-second spot into just 15-second theater. Yeah. And that's really the difference between a quick fix and... What, what I guess I would say is custom, couture, yeah. booked, professional talent. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I've always said in regard to voiceover talent, you know, we get, you know, have always had people, you know, call up and say, oh, well, you know, people tell me all the time I have a really great voice. And then, well, you know, having a really great voice is one thing. Knowing how to use it is a totally different thing. And it's a skill. And it's a, it's some, some of it learned, some of it just instinct and, and, comes by naturally and you know so the dentist that called me and said but my patients tell me all the time I have such a great voice I ought to do voiceover <laughs> I'm like you know you probably ought to stick with the dental work uh-huh, and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. oh I mean I, if I had a dime for every one of those phone calls I had you know it, it I mean you know everybody tells me I have a great voice and then well you do but mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. how to use it is a whole other thing and so. not only use it Sean but you have to look at something I've not me, but you have to look at words on a script Mm -hmm. and you have to interject your personality to them and, or also listen to one or three or four other people tell you what to do Mm -hmm. at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Oh, and let's not forget act natural. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So take these six bullet points, listen to three people bark at you, go when we say jump, and act natural. And act natural. And act natural. (laughs) And say it over again. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I did not not want to have you on here and not mention what a service professional acting, voiceover, modeling makes. Um, And, yeah, the more you can cross over as as one Mm -hmm. of those individuals, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, definitely. If you can be, um, I'm trying to think of a name. I don't want to single anyone out, but um, anyway, uh, let's do technology because I like that on your website, for example, exposure exposure model exposuretalent.com. Yeah, info at exposure. Inf- no, wait, that's, no, that's, your email. That, that's our email. That's your email. <laughs> Cut that part out. Um, <laughs> exposureinc.com. Exposureinc.com. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We can go on now and we can listen to audio samples. Mm-hmm. Some actors, actresses have uh, video uploaded. 
you know, you can sort easier now. You have a good navigation tool. It saves a lot of time, like you talked about, you know, versus you going through a file drawer and pulling eight by tens yep. and putting those in a manila envelope and having them couriered over to me and hopefully they get there in the same day. Right. I can do all that busy work myself. Yeah. Um, so technology has also recognized that, and they've come up with these websites where people like me and, and Tim over here can order a voiceover for our commercials mm-hmm. at a fourth, a tenth of the rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the answer is obvious. Have you felt the impact of that? Or is that a different it's a, audience? It's a... Client, I mean. I... I think we or is probably there enough, have. Is there enough milk for everybody? Well, yeah, that, I was going to say, I think we probably felt that um, a little bit. But I think also when, you know, we still get, we still get the calls and the emails and, you know, and sometimes, you know, uh, you know, I even think, well, you know, they ought to just hire so-and-so because that's exactly what they're asking for, but I'll go ahead and have, you know, six people do auditions because I'd rather them hear my people than, you know, finding it, uh, you know, somewhere else. So, um, I mean, yeah, we may have lost some, but I think when, I think when they really know what they want and they know that I'm going to be able to find it, that's when we're going to hear from people. And that's a lot of the time. So but have you felt a decrease in, I'll be specific, agency business, a slight decrease, maybe, in voiceover work? No, I don't think okay. so. No. Good. Yeah. That's the answer I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. Good. Because I do know that, you know, that's more and more robust. Do you think that there'll be a point where they try to bring video online as well? Be to... Uh, for example, I can book voice online. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll get to a point where I can almost audition video online? Well, there is, you know, there's a, a group called Casting Networks that we we get auditions from all the time. But that's, that's they're still having us. So you're saying you can just go on and, and order, or I'm not order an audition. Well, but, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, I could order an audition. And then, I, of course, I would have to pay well, the expenses to tr- fly that. At- yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you probably could. Um, but again, you know, I think you're also, at that point, you're not getting the the agency buffer of us sending you what you're looking for as opposed to the guy who just thinks he can do it. Does that make sense? No, it does. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. And explain and that, I, Explain that though, for people who aren't in our industry, um, you know, that agency buffer. Well, you know, we, okay, so we get, uh, you know, we get a call from the client and they're looking for, uh, you know, they need a guy, you know, 25 to 35 who um, is going to be the on-camera person and here's their script and their lines and, you know, we want a, we want a goofy guy. So, you know, we know who can do goofy or we know who can do serious or maybe the same guy can do both, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to give them what they're looking for as opposed to just anybody in that age range. So, um, you know, that's, that's the service that we offer or, you know, the buffer that we can provide by going through an agency. How would you say you're different than other local agencies? Um, well, 
mostly just that we've been doing this a long time. You know, we've all, everybody in our office, there are four of us, um, my, my business partner, Jennifer Mangan, and Trey Capers, and uh, Dave Keith, who all have been working for us for, you know, I don't know, since like the 1920s or something. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we've all been there. And, you know, before Terry was with us, she'd worked, she was a kid agent in New York. And before Dave was with us, he worked for a production company. So he's got that ba- background. So we just have a lot of experience. You know, we have a lot of experience and know what's what. So would you say it's your people too? Not your oh. staff, your, 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 oh, yeah, your yeah, product. We have, yeah, we have, we have wonderful, wonderful talent that we represent. And, and, you know, again, some that I've been repping for so long, I couldn't even tell you how long. I mean, Kathy Barnett and Walter Coppage and uh, Jennifer Mays and Scott Cortez. I mean, I've been repping, we've, a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Civil War, I think, was when that all started. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a big media consumer? Um, I watch a lot of television. Do <laughs> That's you? about it. What do you watch? Oh, I watch the Food Network, much to my husband's chagrin. I watch a lot of Food Network and, um, you know, a few other, you know, I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan and, you know, some things like that. I, I don't know. I I tend to, television's my zoning out, so <laughs> I do watch a lot of television. What's Sean Mullane's favorite talent? <clears throat> National. Do you have a oh. favorite? Do you have a fave? Oh, hmm. Well? You have a celeb crush? <laughs> I don't think I've had a celeb crush in a while. I was going to say, I, I like Tom Hanks, but I don't know now that I've heard that. But, um, <laughs> well, you, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, so, um, I mean, do you have a certain actor or actress you enjoy watching? Well, I'm trying to think. Um, like I said, Tom Hanks is the one that comes to mind, but maybe because we... <laughs> but I'm sure there's others, but I can't think of them off the top okay. of my head. <laughs> Any young talent that has you... Excited? Um, well, I can I, I don't keep up with that kind of stuff as okay. much as I probably should. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, my own talent maybe, but not, you know, I don't keep up with that as much as I should. And actually, and Jennifer, my business partner, does do that. She keeps up with a lot of that, a lot more so than I do. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to get so her Which We're a good balance. We're a good balance, she and I. <laughs> it takes that in a partnership. Yeah. yeah. Um. It feels like maybe over the last, I don't know, five to six years, we've gotten more maybe national um, productions. Yeah. Here is that locally. just a feeling yeah. or is that, mm-hmm. is that yeah. true? Yeah, definitely. Is that because we're economical? Is it because we're cheap? Um, no, I think in regard to commercial work and stuff, I think it's just the, you know, the agencies are bringing it in. So, and I, you know, of course, because I'm on the other side of it, you know, I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they are, and I'm not going to argue. <laughs> so, sure, okay. um, you know, I, um, internet and new media and all that stuff has changed a lot of things. You know, in the old days, you know, we, you know, you, you either wanted to do a commercial, an on-broadcast video, or print. Now, of course, there's, you know, again, you know, there's internet and websites, and, and that you know, takes the uh, geography away from yeah, it almost. Yeah, it's it's changed amazingly, changed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's also offered up a lot more work. So, 
how has exposure been able to stay around as long as it has? Because you do have competition mm-hmm. in market, you have competition out of market, mm-hmm. you have internet competition, and you're still um, at the top of your pile. We just, like I said, first off, again, you know, all we do is book talent, and that's all we've always done, and that's always our focus. So if you're the talent that you represent, what that means to you is that hopefully you know that we're always going to put you in on as much as we possibly can and, you know, get you auditioned for as many things as we can and, you know, all of that. And from the other side of it, for the people, the, you know, clients who are calling us that, you know, again, we, we know what we're doing. We know our people. We know, you know, how things work. We know who's the best person for the job. We, you know, we know how to get them the right auditions. And I, you know, I think, you know, again, I think it's just, you know, we've been, it's, it's pretty unusual for a place to have the same four people (laughs) for 20 years like we have. So it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked what you said there and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, What do you think is next for exposure? Do you guys have a next, or is it just keep going? Nope, just keep going. Just keep going. You know, there's, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so isn't that the way that saying goes? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. I think um, so. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just, yeah, just going to keep, you know, we've adapted, you know, working from home as opposed to always being in the office every day and, you know, all of those kinds of things. But, you know, it, we can still do everything just fine. <laughs> so, you know, we... Are you currently at home? Um, I, I work from home a little bit. We all do. I mean, we we all go in and we all work from home some. So, okay. um, again, because we can. <laughs> right. We all learned how to do that over the, you know, pandemic. So, right. yeah. And I want to sell for you a little bit and and educate people as well. Um, Your company makes money when you book talent. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not charging them fees up front. You're not even charging them for their their headshot work. Right. That's done by a different person. Mm -hmm. They come to you with their headshots and their materials. Right. Mm -hmm. And you make, you know, your team makes their decisions from there. your agency makes money off of bookings. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think not all agencies work that way. Yeah. And so I think that's important to, to mm-hmm. at least mention. Yeah, and it's you know it's like we tell our talent too. You know, if you're not working, making money, neither are we. So right. You know that's that's why it's important we get you know as many people working as as we can. So I booked a job a couple of weeks ago, which I can't say. I probably can't say again who it was for. But I booked 125 extras over a week. Wow. Actually, anyway, I think it dropped to about 119 after ebb and flow. But <laughs> that's a lot. that was a lot of people. <laughs> Is that as busy as it sounds like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a 60, 70-hour yeah. week? Um, or is it just a really full week? Yeah, it was just a really just full, a really full week. Because I was working with really good people, though. That's, you know, the, because... We worked well together, and that it, it, could, it could have been worse, in other words. So, <laughs> that has to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It is, it is fun, it really is. To do that, get that many people working in a week is pretty fun. <laughs> Was it a film gig? No, mm-mm. 
It was no? a commercial. <laughs> nice. Nice. What do you wish people knew about your industry that they don't? Is there a stigma? Um, when you're out and you meet someone at a dinner party or whatever and you tell someone what you do, is there... Usually there's one or three questions that everyone asks, you know what I mean? And well, they're usually not, and they're usually a little off. Well, you know, my son is interested in acting. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> Let me show you well, my daughter. Yeah, well, and, and as long as we're going to do that, I will, I will talk about kids. We represent some absolutely amazing kids that, you know, can do anything you ask them to and don't mind being at a shoot at 6.30 in the morning. And, you know, they, you know, they represent some terrific kids. But, you know, the one thing we've always been very, very specific about is, is that, you know, it has to be the kid that wants to do it, not, not mom and dad want him to do it or she to do it. So, you know, it's got to be that the kid loves it. And, um, you know, that's, and, you know, kids, we may rep a kid, you know, three or four years and he does real great. And then he decides he wants to play soccer instead. And we say, best of luck to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if when you're 18, you want to come back, let us know. So, mm -hmm. and I've actually done that. I've had kids go away and come back as grownups and, you know, but, uh, it's, you know, kids, it, it really has to be their passion that, you know, and, you know, everybody also knows, you know, sometimes, you know, a five-year-old isn't going to be, you know, spot on every single day. You know, the folks at Hallmark, you know, book a lot of kids. They know that. Um, but, uh, you know, the important thing is, is that, you know, again, it's, you know, it, maybe he's having a bad day. It's not because he doesn't want to be there. So. Right. Um, do you book animals? No. Mm -mm. We do. Actually, I take that back. Once in a while, we have had uh, bookings happen where they want somebody and their dog. You know, like, the, because oh, okay. then, you know, the, the dog knows who you are and you know who the dog is, um, or your cat or whatever occasionally. But we once in a blue moon have, you know, booked a pet, you know, just is, the pet. Is there a local agency for that? I, I don't think so. And I don't just, think there is anybody who just books. Just friends and family? Yeah. I also don't think there's anybody who books jingles. And we get that call all the time. There's not a jingle agency, is there? <laughs> Wait, you get calls for jingles? No, no, we get the talent want to know if they can do jingles. And I don't know who does jingles. All this time oh. I've been in this business, I don't know who does jingles. Well, we do them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, but where do you get your talent? You. Oh, okay. So you're the one. Okay. Yeah. Or we use a. Uh, well, that's right. You have book singers we'll, for me. Before. We'll use the uh, the a lot of times the production house that has the music, especially if you're gonna do like a uh, sing alike. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the production house will have. Uh huh. Okay, that's how I do that. I, I know you have ex asked us to, you know, book talent for singing before, mm -hmm. but uh, it, but it's not very common. I, I will say so. Interesting. Yeah. What else isn't? Um, well, yeah, no, we do just about everything else, you know, we, commercials and films, we haven't had a big film through here in quite a while, um, but, uh, you know, we even, and we helped out some guy last week who's doing his student film <laughs> for something, I don't remember what it was, but we helped him out with that, figure, you know, work is work, so, mm -hmm. <laughs> So. When a film does come to town and they use multiple agencies, um, do you guys have to work together? Or do you work through the film company? Well, we work through the film company. So the film okay. company, you know, books the talent and we just work directly, you know. And that's true of, you know, everything, you know, a big production. You know, there may be, 
you know, three different agencies have talent on that production, and we just deal directly with the with the producers. Mm-hmm. So, Sean, what else would you like to say? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I already told you I learned a lot from your dad. <laughs> I was thinking about that on the way over. Um, I can't think of anything. Do you see yourself doing this for much longer? Oh, I would hope to retire someday, but I imagine I'll just keep doing it until I do. So I don't know that I know how to do anything else anymore. <coughs> well, you're, you, you're so good at it. You, you've been doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're so successful. You know, my daughter graduated from college about a year and a half ago, and, um, it had, you know, job interview, and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't give you any advice on a job interview because I haven't been on a job interview in a really, really <laughs> long time. <laughs> so, What's her passion? She actually, um, she graduated from Drake University in Des Moines, and um, she has a d- two degrees, one in graphic arts and one in journalism, but not writing journalism, but design journalism. I forget what the actual name of it is, but um, so, but she did an internship with the Harkin Institute her last semester of school, and they hired her on what was supposed to be just for the summer, and she's still there. So, <laughs> um, but they had a big shakeup, and so she's kind of still up in the air what she's going to do there. But the Harkin Institute was started by Senator Tom Harkin, and they are advocates for people with handicaps. So, oh wow! And so she does, you know, press releases and but more like again design stuff. You know, she designs the brochures or you know things like that. So. No interest to enter the industry. No, mm-mm. she she doesn't. You know, we always joked about oh, and someday we'll give this to our kids, and you know, and they're not. I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to be a talent agent. <laughs> so. Can being a talent agent be a late, a late night job? Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, again, you know, if you got people working tomorrow and you don't get their information till seven o'clock at night, then that's, that's when you that's, that's when you send it. It's not it's not late night every night, and you know, and not everybody, you know. Sometime yesterday, I had people working today. Yesterday, I got all their info at three o'clock in the afternoon, so I was done. <laughs> so, it's. Uh, you know, just, just, you know, day-to-day, job-to-job. That's one of the things I've always said, you know, no two jobs are ever the same we do, you know. Mm-hmm. We may have been looking for, you know, kids who play baseball today, and or tomorrow we're looking for, you know, old couples in, in nursing homes, or not not nursing homes, where they're, <laughs> assisted living is what they call that now. <laughs> so. What's your current need? Um, where are you light? Um... I'd say male actors, you know, like 25 to 45. You know, we, we again, we had several people who've decided they wanted to go to the East Coast or the West Coast or, you know, not anything to do with us. Just, you know, they, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to do it. You got to reach out, strike out. So, um, but yeah, we're kind of, you know, in looking for that for sure. But again, we're always, you know, looking for good talent regardless. So. So where can people send their um, their information to? They If they go to the Exposure website, which is exposureinc.com, you can 
click on the submission guidelines on the left side of the main screen, and it tells you exactly what you need to do to send stuff in. Where are the guidelines? I'm curious. Um, it, it's, you know, you have to send in your, you know, current measurements and current picture and resume and, you know, it just, you know, it's like, I, you know, people call all the time and I always say, well, you know, until we see you, we can't tell <laughs> if you're somebody we can represent. So, you know, you have to send that stuff into us, which again, you know, is like, not like the old days where we, you know, we get the mail and you'd open up <laughs> headshots and resumes and, you know, you had to call. No, we're not interested. So, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like I said, we're, we're always on the lookout for anybody who's good. You know, you know, we not necessarily quote good, but, you know, people we really feel we can find work for. So when you're in public, do you ever approach people? Is it hard once not to? A, it, yeah. Once in a while I do. <laughs> once in a while I do. I don't do it very often, but I, once in a while I do. If it's somebody I really feel, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> feel is, a, is a, somebody we should rep. So. It's tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of awkward, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe well, not I maybe not for you. they're not going to believe but... me, you know? Like, oh, yeah, right, you're with a talent agent. Do you have to show them your card? And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, boy, I need to order some of those. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's you know. Particularly, you know, after seeing some good theater or something, especially, you know, I like to, okay, you have an agent. If you don't, you need to come talk to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Well, Sean, I think you're amazing. Well, thank you. Um, I've known you a very long time. Yep. Um, you have amazing people. You deliver an amazing product. Um, and unless you have anything else to say, I want to thank you for being here. Well, I think that's it. Thank you very much. All right. This was fun. I was nervous, and now I'm okay. (laughs) No need to be nervous. Sean, I thank you. Let me shake your hand. Let's get going. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Little Agency That Roars podcast. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on FasoniPartners.com under podcast. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, and leave a review. If you want to submit an interview or submit yourself for an interview, please email roar at fasonipartners.com. That's R-O-A-R at fasonipartners.com. Thanks.